I think what happened is like it's probably another podcast episode I'm doing like an everyone on content piece about actually what happened we don't really need to jump in too deep but um it was a wild experience um in our hospital system and uh luckily I am a healthy person but it's been a uh an interesting like five weeks let's just put it that way I am I'm good though I'm Ben Grenell part of the growing team here at Levels. We're a venture-funded startup backed by more than a thousand of our community members and some of the best VCs in the game, including Andreessen Horowitz. On this podcast, we talk about everything we do. We share the learnings about our culture and what we're building along the way. This is Inside the Company. Maybe. Maybe is a strong word. Maybe. Was something supposed to happen? Well, maybe. Is something good? Maybe. Is something bad? Maybe. We don't really know. Well, in life, there are all these situations that we face and we can choose what we do with it. It really comes down to this idea of mindset and discipline, the way that we think through things as they surface. Well, for Mike DiDonato, one of the earliest team members at Levels, He thinks a lot about mindset, and it's something that we talked about on an earlier episode back in the summer of 2021. It's this idea of maintaining a lens of being neutral when needed, so that when faced with challenges, well, you can do what you want with them. In this episode, Mike and I talked a lot about mindset and something that recently happened to him when he was faced with one of these situations. Was it good? Well, maybe. Was it bad? Maybe. You don't really know until you face it head on. And so Mike and I deconstructed this and had really a philosophical conversation. There wasn't a lot to do with metabolic health. There wasn't even a lot to do with being an early team member at Levels. It was a deep conversation and very much a reflection of the way Mike has thought through some of the things that he's faced over the past month or two. It was a great conversation that was really meaningful. And it was one of those situations where you look back on it and go, I'm really glad that we were able to have that conversation. Here's where we dug in. I feel like we should just keep riffing on this discipline and routine instead of doing the backstory, and then we can do the backstory after. Why do we need to start with episode two as outlined? (laughs) (laughs) There's no need. It doesn't really, yeah, that, that, that is actually levels-ish, right? Like, we don't need to follow the script, right? We don't, we don't really need to do that. There's never a script. Let's, let's go into it. Okay, fill, fill me in. What, so, what exactly happened? Like, this is what I know is all the, Mike D is working hard. Mike D is, and you, you are going to be goggins how do how do we say this? We're gonna we're gonna apply a Goggins lens to you. You're gonna be now referred to in third person. <laughs> um, it, so you were running, you were doing all of your things, like running. I mean, this was also shortly after the marathon, so you were still running like eleven to fifteen miles a day, from what it seemed like, and you're working really hard on now and all the other things you're involved in, and all of a sudden, and we were texting regularly our daily texts back and forth and then it 
it just sort of dropped off, but, but I was like, oh, Mike must be busy or something like that. And then I found out later, hey, like I didn't know Mike had surgery. So like a walkthrough, like what, I mean, go, go as deep as you want to go, but like what happened? What's the whole, what's, yeah. what's the synopsis here? Um, let's see, trying to clean this version up. Uh, take it to where you want to take it. This is not. Yeah. And I, I very open and and transparent with just about everything or not just about with everything in my life. And I don't know how far this will go into, um, the discipline realm. Although I, I will say, um, discipline and behavior change or, um, mindset was definitely tested over the last month. Uh, so yeah, things were rolling, uh, last few months. We're, we're really strong, uh, both personally and professionally. A lot of great things happening. A lot of great things happening, like in my um, like day to day life, but also w- with levels um, from like a holistic point of view. But also for me, per- I, I was feeling really good. I know you and I had exchanged some messages. Some other people on the team just like keep going with like the development. And uh, I had uh, came down with a bad case of COVID. Luckily. You know, I'm I'm a relatively healthy male. It was fine. I was out for like a week or like a week or so. Jumped back in. Uh, was jumping into some projects at work, and um, it was the the last weekend in January. And um, I ate dinner Saturday evening, and I just felt kind of off. I just wasn't like myself, and I had some. So I'm like, I don't know how you have like, just like a weird feeling in my abdomen. I was like, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then a Sunday morning, wake up, go for my long run, eat food. And then I feel more like just genuinely off, like just like, ugh, just like uncomfortable. And I was like, you know, nothing. I'm fine. I'm okay. Wake up and all of like my biometric data, like my sleep data, my heart rate, everything is just off, and I feel really awful. I think I even sent out a message in Threads to everyone. It's like, hey, not feeling that great. Probably, you know, I'm going to be online, but going to be slow to respond. And then it was my girl. My girlfriend's like, you need to go to urgent care. Like, don't be dumb. Like, you work at a metabolic health company. Let's just rule out the dumb stuff. You just had COVID and other <laughs> stuff and other things. And I was like, hmm, that reasoning actually makes sense. It does when when I think about it like that. So I ended up going to urgent care and um, they're like, ah, oh, you know, there's nothing we can do for you. Uh, but we really recommend that you go to the ER. And I'm like, the ER? I said, yeah. And I was like, okay, for what? They said, you could have pancreatitis. You could have, I, I forget what the other itises were. And I was like, I just, I don't believe that. Like at levels, I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I have access to like my metabolic health panel and I get my other labs done quite regularly given my family history. And I think I was just, it would just show up. But after um, some conversations with people that cared about me, um, they said can you just go can you just go to the er and 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 just do that like let's just again let's roll out the dumb things let's go so go to the er um here in philadelphia and um let's say it was an interesting experience uh it was a, 
a little while up until I was seen. Eventually, I was seen. And when I when I got there, the doctor was like, hey, um, I don't think this is really anything too serious. The location of your pain doesn't make sense for like your gallbladder or your appendix or anything like that. I'm like, awesome. Great. I want to just get out of here as quickly as possible. So, but let's just run some tests. Let's run tests. And I'm like, that's fine. They're taking a lot of blood. Uh, did like a chest x-ray. Uh, it did an ultrasound of my stomach. And it got to, I, I got there in the afternoon on, on Monday. And then around 11 p.m., the doctor's like, hey, I don't think it's anything, but let's just do one more thing. Let's get a CT scan just to be sure. I don't want you to leave. And then something happened. And I'm like, fair point. Um, and, and meanwhile, all throughout this experience, like I'm interacting with the nurses and talking and they're doing different tests, like they're, text, they're testing my troponin levels. And I'm like, oh, so you're doing that because you're concerned about my heart, maybe some kind of risk of like a cardiac disease or heart attack. And like, oh, how do you know that? And I'm like, I work at this amazing company called Levels. You know, there's a document in particular that, that Sam had cited troponin. I forget what it was for. And I was like, huh, I do pay attention. All this documentation is really paying off. So got the CT scan, came back, and the doctor's like, hey, radiologist thinks you have a- acute appendicitis. And I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> I really don't want to do surgery. They're like, it's going to be fine. We'll send the surgery team. Um, I'll, spill, I'll spare like a lot of the back and forth that happened at the hospital. But um, you know, a resident came said this could be appendicitis. Then another resident came and said, it's not appendicitis. Um, it's your pain just doesn't make sense. And then I was kept at the hospital for a little while and it got to Tuesday morning and I was like trying to leave. I had asked the nurses and I, and I said, um, you know, I, I spoke with the resident they said, Hey, it's probably not appendicitis. We just need to get some more lab work done. You could probably do this outpatient. I said, you know, what's the process? And they, and they said to me, it was, um, that be against medical advice to leave right now. Um, and I said, well, why? And they said, well, we're waiting to get you a bed. Uh, the acute surgeon team's going to come talk to you. And I was like, okay. Um, I, you know, I went ahead and listened. And, you know, when I got to um, the quote unquote room, it was about noon on Tuesday. Uh, a couple hours went by and, you know, no one had come to see me. Uh, so, you know, I'd ask the nurses, I was like, how do, how do we move this forward? Like, you know, am I okay to leave or is someone coming to see me? Uh, and then over the next few hours, I, I saw probably like six to seven different doctors and, um, all with like different directions, but it ultimately came to the point that, um, they said that it makes, it would make sense for me to, um, have surgery. Uh, there's a high likelihood that, uh, you know, I have appendicitis and I was like, okay, you know, if we've, um, pursued everything else and as long as this is something that you would do in the doctors and I'll go ahead and move forward. And luckily I have resources like the amazing Dr. Casey means to call and text all throughout the way to just give me some feedback. So I ended up going to the OR, uh, around midnight Wednesday evening, um, let me summarize this part because it can go very down an interesting path. Um, so I get out of surgery. A few hours go by. Um, they had called my girlfriend to let me know, let, the, let her know that I got out of surgery. There was no complications. Morning, I'm kind of like feeling okay, but I'm in a lot of pain. And um, 
no one had came to see me. And I was, you know, I had talked to the nurse and they said, you know, there weren't any complications with success. So when my girlfriend got there, she told me that, hey, um, your surgery was, you didn't have any complications, but the surgeon said that your appendix was completely fine, uh, but they removed it anyway. And I was uh, a little bit confused. Um, and I don't want to like go too deep with like the back and forth with um, like the hospital system and, and like the interaction that I had because um, we could spend a very long time on that. Um, but the TLDR here is uh, that I went to the um, ER just to be cautious, right? And to, like check those boxes. And um, I, I thought I was being an advocate for myself and I was speaking intelligently and sharing information about my um, my medical history and, and things to be aware of. And then out of nowhere, um, you know, a, a surgery happened that ended up, it should not have ever happened. And I was under the imp uh, impression that some other tests were ran prior to surgery, but I found out later that it didn't. Um, and I... I spoke with uh, a couple doctors, one that was at the hospital who had told me that I should not have ever had surgery. Um, I should have had more imaging done prior to anybody performing surgery on me because my imaging was inconclusive and my symptoms um, didn't add up. So uh, the surgery itself was not I mean, it, you know, Casey says, and Casey was amazing throughout this experience, and, and so was Sam, and, and everyone on the team was quite supportive. Um, but, you know, Casey always says, surgery is surgery. Um, I'm fortunate that um, it was laparoscopic. Uh, however, it was, like, pretty invasive internally. Uh, so the last, what is it, four and a half weeks um, have been, uh, they were pretty challenging both physically and uh, also mentally. I'll pause because I know we went down a rabbit hole that you didn't know we were going. So I'll, I'll see, like, does that make sense so far? Questions? I'm happy to keep going, though. Makes sense. Keep going. Let's yeah, walk, so. walk, walk down <laughs> the path. Keep, keep going and things will, will unfold as they do. Yeah, so um, I ended up being... In the hospital, it was, I went in Monday around 3 p.m. and I didn't leave until Wednesday. I don't know. I want to say around 7 p.m. And um, we'll cover this, but it was just like, I, to, for lack of better words, I felt like I was trapped. Finally, someone did come to talk to me. A physician did in a respectful way. You know, I said, hey, like I'm somebody that, I'd imagine I'm probably more informed or at least as informed as a, like the top 10% of people that you probably see. And this experience, especially where we were, the hospital system we were, it prides itself on being uh, a transformative hospital system. It was one of the top hospital systems in the country. And it said one of the biggest things is that we treat our patients like people, not as numbers. And what I had said was I, I, I felt like I was a number and I, I was not heard. Um, and 
you know, I eventually left, like I said, Wednesday evening and it was a pretty, um, rough, especially the first week or a few days, like without getting too graphic, like what they do with the surgery is they actually like, um, like slice through your abdominal wall and manipulate organs. And I had one removed. Um, and as somebody like, you know, and many people in the team know, like I am, I take very, 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 very good care of my body. Um, and I don't just mean uh, from like an athletic performance. I mean, holistically, I mean, with what I put into my body, what I do to my body. Uh, and that's driven primarily on what I'm optimizing for, right? I'm optimizing for longevity. I personally, you know, given my, his, my family history, I don't want to suffer the same fate as those that have come before me. I want more than another 14 years. This experience, when I got, you know, home, had amazing people around me. But it was just like, I think the word I said to Casey immediately, and Casey, like, it was one of, you know, Casey and I have talked so many different times. And I love every one of our conversations. Um, but I could hear it in her voice. And um, like I said to her, I just feel like violated. Like really, truly violated. I had a lot of trust and when these kinds of situations happen, you probably know me better than like a lot of people in the team. But when, when, when things happen, whether good or bad, well, let's just take the bad or things that go wrong. Before I look to anyone else, I always look internally to like be accountable, right? And like, what, what didn't I do? Or, or what did I do to contribute to this situation? And, you know, there were definitely thoughts like um, about blame like what did i do wrong what could i have done better um but it was you know casey was was really amazing especially and and i should say sam as well uh but you know i leave you get home and again as somebody like i just mentioned that takes care of themselves it was like these things were taken away from me like even things is as simple as like getting up <laughs> and laying down it sounds crazy um but you know, especially when you have this kind of procedure, you have to be really, really, really careful. Um, and then going forward, you have to be careful for at least a month or so because you're at risk for uh, a hernia. Um, so, you know, the next few days and and week or two, it was um, it was both physically and mentally taxing. Um, and the other big thing, what I said to everyone on the team, I was like, one of the things I was most upset about was being away from work uh, because of just like how fulfilling and, and how meaningful the things that we do at Levels are and uh, the particular project that, that, that I was on. And you know, it was a lot of the same for the first week or two. Um, I'm about four and a half weeks removed now. Uh, I am, I'd say about 80% uh, back to, um, back to like what I would say was pre-surgery, maybe 75, but it, it's, um, it was another, uh, like one of those, one of those tests that I think we talked about on the last podcast episode. Um, and one of the reasons of, like why discipline and like perspective are so important. Like I think a lot of times um, we think about things and we always think about like, what did we lose? 
as opposed to like, what did we gain from the situation? And, um, you know, it's funny, like they were talking about this right now, because Josh had checked in with me. It was like last week or the week before just asking like, you know, how am I feeling? How am I doing with everything? And I was like, I'm, I'm fine. And I told him, I was like, like the perspective that I have on these things. Um, and I mean, you might be familiar with, are you familiar with like the, uh, the proverb of the Chinese farmer? Don't know that one. So it's just like, I, I mean, and forgive me, I might get all the details wrong. It's like there's a man in a village. He had a horse and it ran away. And all the people in the village came over and said, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. And his response was, well, maybe. Next day, the horse returned and it had 10 other wild horses. All the people in the village said, that's unbelievable. You should be so happy. The man's response, well, maybe. The man had a son. His son broke his leg while taming one of the wild horses. People in the village said, that's awful. Well, we are so sorry he broke his leg. The man's response, well, maybe. And the next day, um, there was a war or something in this area, and they were coming uh, to draft young men. They came to the farmer's house, um, and his son couldn't go to battle in the war because he had an injury. People in the village said, that's amazing. What a blessing. The father said, well, maybe. And I think like the point of that is like, we don't ever know if something is going to be good or bad, right? We just don't have the perspective um, of what the future holds. So what we think is good right now, maybe it's good in the future. We have is bad. What we think is bad. It could be bad in the future, but it's just more of a, a reminder um, to be present and always take something. One of the many things that we do with Levels is create content about metabolic health. The main thing that we do is we have an app. The Levels app pairs with the continuous glucose monitor so you can track your glucose in real time. More than 40,000 people have used Levels to lose weight, gain energy, and increase longevity. You can see how things like food, sleep, exercise, stress, and environmental factors affect your metabolic health. And Levels is backed by some of the best thought leaders in the world, including Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Robert Lustig, and Dr. Mark Hyman, amongst others. To learn more about Levels and track your blood sugar in real time, join Levels at levels.link company. Let's go into the, the physical component is literal. It's easy to understand. Anyone has surgery? That's not going to be physically easy to get over. It's just the body has to repair itself. But the mental component, so there's the aspect of what you went through and the way that you framed it as far as feeling violated. Have you got to a point where you've overcome that and you've turned it into the maybe, like the positive? Or is it sort of the devil on your shoulder that still sort of feels that maybe resentment or gosh, this went off? Like, have you, have you, flip the lens on it because your normal lens the reason i ask is your normal lens is maybe like you've got the maybe, <laughs> you, you do you've got the maybe lens but the real test is when things can go to the extreme that you don't want to say maybe but somehow you overcome it and you get to the point where it becomes a maybe so like the question is has has the mental component of it turned into a maybe or is it still something that you're working through 
it's um how should I say this? I definitely like we're all human, right? And that doesn't mean um and I, and I appreciate that. I do try and take that maybe throughout my life. Um and I believe I have that perspective because of the life events um the events that life has thrown my way, whether that's when I was extremely young, whether that's when I was an adolescent. Um, and then, you know, we talked about, uh, my father passing away when I was young. And then there were more throughout that. And we all have those at different times in our lives. And, um, this one happens to be the most raw or like, (laughs) you know, it just happened. So, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was like, oh, well, maybe after I got out of that hospital, (laughs) definitely wasn't. I was quite upset. And it was, um, I'm actually glad that we're talking about this because uh, like when we said we're going to have a chat, we didn't really say what it was going to be about. I was kind of hoping it would go down this path. I didn't think it would go as deep, but there was like some self-pity. And like, why me? Or why did this happen? Like, I remember saying this, like, how could this have happened? Like, why? Why to me? Why to me? And that probably lasted, I'd say, a few days, maybe a week. And I was just like, it, it doesn't, like, that, that's, that thing happened. The only thing that has ever been in my control, and in, I think, most people's control, is my attitude, my effort, and my process. Can't 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 change what happened right we can't predict what's going to happen but we have the right now the right here um and it's definitely um like <laughs> without getting too much into it like i don't like even my stomach was like i was like wait what is this like is this going to be like this forever <laughs> is it going to be like this forever and i you know like i did have that that self pity and then i was like you know what? This is just another one of those things. This is just another one of those tests. And the most important thing is that you always keep going, uh, regardless of the good, the bad. You can't ever stop. And it's it's funny because, as you know, like for me, a lot of the outlets tend to be on the physical side. Um, like that's my outlet, right? When I'm like having a bad day or something's bothering me or if I'm just not feeling right, I'll go hit a workout or I'll go for a run. That was taken from me. Um, but like once I could actually um, like get up without worrying about any stitches or anything, you know, I was walking like, you know, I was walking in the 15 degree weather. I was like, this is what it is. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not upsetting. It doesn't affect you. Like when it comes to when it comes to emotions, my approach is always to be still or, or try to be still. I, I don't think I've always been still. I think at times we all react. Um, but it's just always to be still and take in everything, take in the emotion, feel those things, feel those things. I'm not saying to avoid them, um, but then you have to go. It's like process and move. And don't forget. It's not, it's not about forgetting. It's about remembering. It's, um, I was listening to Casey's, um, recent episode on, I think it was with Drew Pruitt and they talked about a topic. You need to be the CEO of your health. And 
Like that really resonated to me right now. And we've talked about this in the past. It was just happened to be perfect timing uh, for that to come out. And I was like, you know, I thought I was the CEO of my own health. I thought I was pretty direct. I thought I knew a lot. Um, and it's not that I don't like trust doctors. I think doctors are probably some of the most amazing people on this earth, uh, but it's your life. And um, at the end of the day, you're responsible. And um, I, I'm definitely now to the maybe. I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, oh, I'm so happy that this happened, but I am to the maybe. I, I did learn. I learned more about myself. Um, is another reminder for me that life is wild. <laughs> There's ups and downs. And it's just like another reminder for me of how important, um, how important it is to improve 1% every day. And it's silly. And I know people say like, oh, 1%, but it, it just means every, you know, what is it? Um, every action we take is um, you're casting a vote for the person you want to be. Or like your future self. So the choice is yours. Um, yeah. When you turn that, that maybe you turn the mental component of it into a maybe it's still really easy to hold on to this, this resentment, right? But when you can strip that away, you you've turned it into a maybe, but it's really easy to carry this baggage around and this baggage piles up as resentment debt and you can carry that mm. throughout your life and you never strip away that baggage. And so it's one thing to get to the maybe, but it's another to be wholeheartedly okay with what happened. And that's, that is being, that is having a very pragmatic or maybe uh, an outlook of stoicism where you become okay. You become almost neutral about what happened. So even if it is a maybe, that's sort of an uncertain thing. But when you get to that point where it becomes neutral and you go, I don't have resentment, I forgive. Have you got to that point where you sort of stripped away? Like, it's really easy to hold on to the resentment, be like, man, that person, that resident, that somebody that just didn't listen to me. H have you got to that point that you've overcome that mental component of it or is there still like a 5% or a, like N percent that's there that because once you get over that hurdle and if you have, then you're set. But once you get over the hurdle, that's where it's truly okay. That's where it's, that's where you can move forward and it doesn't become the, the resentment baggage that we carry throughout our life. Yeah. That's what did you say? Resentment debt. Is that what you said? Right. Um, there have been times in 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 my life um, faced tremendous uh, adversity, and um, I don't want to go too deep in this, but yeah. So, like, take a deep. Take a deep. <laughs> let's, let's let's take it. And s oh, side note: no. before you take a deep. D don't ever take anything that I say at face value. I just make things up. I make things up I, as I talk. So resentment, baggage, debt. I couldn't tell you no, what I said, but it's, but, but, it's but, 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 but it's real. 
it's the resentment ends up being a distraction, right? It's, it's, it's a distraction. That's what resentment is. Um, I, I'll first say that in this current situation, um, when it first happened, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Well, A, I couldn't really do much. So <laughs> I had a lot of time um, and I don't really enjoy TV. So uh, that is kind of like where my mind went. Um, and it's slowly, uh, you know, move further and further and further away. And um, am I still upset? Sure. Uh, but I... I know what resentment does um, when when you know when on, on the last podcast we talked about my, my my father passing away and I don't want to make this too too much down that rabbit hole but something I didn't mention was right after that uh, his family disowned us and I carried a lot of resentment um towards them for a while and i've seen firsthand like what resentment does to you a it occupies so much so much of your mind um and it it can distract you from your real goal and what you really want to happen um so i that, 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 that's why I made you repeat that because resentment is one that really um, hit home for me personally. Like I've, I've seen what happens when you do that person, like firsthand. I was not, I was quite an unhappy person um, and uh, things just snowball. So I don't know if the resentment's completely gone in this situation. I can say that it's, it's more of a desire to understand what happened. Um, so that a, it doesn't happen to me again, but also other people like I'm thinking and, you know, Sam was talking to me and I was like, yeah, Sam, I just like, this happened to me. Not that I am Casey means MD, but you know, I've done a lot. I've done a, I've gone down rabbit holes when it comes to health. And I was like, if this happened to me, then like what's happening to other people. And I was like, I really just don't want other people to be in this position. It's, it's not, um, a fun situation. It adds like leads to a lot of questioning, right? And I, what did I say? I said, I think earlier I said, I started to question myself and like put blame on like, what else could I have done? That, I mean, that's just who I am, but that's what those, like when you're in, I think when we think of hospitals, right. Or, or, or those kinds of things, it's like, oh, safe. Right. And, um, it didn't turn out to be the case. And the only thing we can do is um, why letting go of resentment, it just was occupying too much of my mind. And um, I think like people say, show me your friends and, I, and I'll show you who you are. I also say sh like, show me the content you consume and that's who you're going to be. And then what is your mind doing? What are you thinking about? That is what you are going to be. It's just like what it is. It's, it's, it's hard to get around that. Um, so I'm also really fortunate that I work in an amazing place like Levels. 
uh, and everyone's been amazing. Um, but I think at this point, uh, resentment has, has subsided. It's more of like, let's get back. Like this is going to be the thing that makes me even better, even better. And I like, I, I truly feel that with every like bone in my body and, um, the, I, I, I believe, and I don't mean just like physically, I mean like mentally, I mean with work, I mean across the board, it's about, you know, again, what uh, I think I said this earlier, it's like we oftentimes like when bad things happen, we think about what did we lose? What did we lose? We never think about what did we gain, right? So close the loop. Uh, I, I, resentment's gone. It's more of an understanding. It's more of um, like the desire to not want this to happen to other people. So resentment occupies your mind rent free, the real mm. estate in your mind rent free. And resentment drains you mentally. This is not scientific. It's not empirical, but it ages you physically. It has to, because when you have a negative mindset, you're carrying around this weight. It's, it's mental weight, but it's physically exhausting to do it. It's just going to put you into, we know, let's assume that resentment equals stress. Like let's make, let's make a loose correlation between the two. Resentment equals stress. You're in a heightened state of feeling, uh, mentally off, right? You don't feel quite right because you're always sort of occupied. Your mind is occupied by these other things. You're in a stressful state. That, like all the downstream health outcomes of being in that heightened state are physically debilitating over time. They compound. They Like it's not acute. It doesn't happen like, oh, one day it's just sort of there. It's like over time, that is, that is the thing that can make a big impact on one of the things, not the thing. It is one of the factors that can make a major impact on people's physical health. And so stripping that away is one of the challenges. And turning, as you said, turning that into not being happy, like, oh, I'm so happy this happened, but <laughs> having the lens that it's okay that it happened, right? Because sometimes I think turning things into like, I'm really happy that this happened. Sure, you can do that. But you also don't want to trick yourself into, sometimes people will try to manufacture the positive emotion associated with something like, let's say, a, a situation where they might be resentful. I'm so happy. I'm so happy this happened. And it's like, you're trying to trick yourself and that's not actually the case. What you want to do is to say, I'm okay that this happened and here here are the things that have changed because of it. And then you're looking at it with this optimistic mindset moving forward. Not I'm so happy that that people went in and did surgery when I didn't need it. Like it doesn't mean you're you're being happy about something versus being content with the outcome of it are two different things. And one of them feels manufactured and artificial and the other one feels maybe a little bit more pragmatic and rational. Absolutely. And, it, it, you know, whether it's that story of the Chinese farmer or when I think I said already, like the only thing that I and I believe most people can control 
is your attitude, your effort, your, your process, right? It's just a means. It doesn't matter um, what happens. It matters how we respond to things. And that doesn't mean that like, oh, I'm so happy. This is amazing because it wasn't. But um, it is our responsibility uh, and it is up to us in how we respond and how we process these things. It's like it, like that is the, 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 the pragmatic version of that, right? Like, and to your point about like it, b- b- resentment and, and these, like, I don't know, like, I, I think I, with resentment, I, I kind of, it's maybe separate, but like feelings of self-pity and stuff, like not only these things have effect like, like stress or physically, but they also can have tangential effects, whether that's with relationships with people or whether that's work or it just, it, it's, um, naive to think that this only is it lives in a vacuum right like it's it's too powerful for it to not bleed into other places bleed probably wasn't the right word they used there (laughs) given the context for the conversation yes Yes. so a lot of this has to do with all everything that you talk about your attitude your effort your process it's all your mindset we've talked about it before how do you keep yourself on track and not give yourself wiggle room when the easy thing to do is wiggle room? So wiggle room can be a mental component reverting back to like sort of being agitated or angry about something again, like resurfacing it, right? So it's like, no, no, I'm good. I, I'm not resentful towards the resident or the doctor. And then you resurface it in your mind that you're like, but actually I am. So that's not truly letting go. But then there's also the wiggle room as far as mindset goes. And that can have to do with being physically active. That can have to do with maintaining eating habits. Um, the media that you consume, wiggle room, <laughs> we can extrapolate this in, in, as far as you can go. But what is it that you do to keep yourself on track and not give yourself wiggle room from a discipline standpoint? I think what about wiggle room? I think before we get there, it's 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 important to be self-aware, right? Understanding um what about self-awareness? It's like um if we have like you you you, you mentioned um like food or eating habits. And um, like when we think about behavioral change, it's um, a sustained behavioral change. It's, it's, it's really hard, right? We know that at levels. I think it's, it's what like almost 80% um, of New Year's resolutions by like February are no longer New Year's resolutions. Um, and the for me, um, the, like the, the most important thing when it comes to whether it's my physical performance, my, my eating habits, my, my, my work performance and my, and my personal development, the mindset that I have, um, was just making sure that every day I'm being I'm doing what I have to do to be the best version of myself. Um, 
And that comes back to um, attitude, effort, and specifically process. Like, I am at the point now where some would say that it's a little too much. Like, I don't want to have that that um that that cheap meal or i don't want to take necessarily like the day off to go do to, to go do nothing day off from work to go do nothing and it's not in a place of like it's a, not an unhealthy place it's actually from a healthy place like we work so hard and you know we make these sacrifices throughout the day and it's like i know how I know what not indulging or what, you know, always going for that run, even when it's three degrees, what it does for like how I feel after, like, I'm not going to say it's always an amazing feeling. Um, but oftentimes like I, someone said something recently, like I've never, um, worked out or went for a run and felt awful after, like it's never made my day worse. And the other thing comes down to just like having that perspective of like what life is all about, or at least what I've learned what life is and, and how to keep going. It's like, it goes like up and down and straight and all around. And um, the most important thing is to keep going. And the only way that I, I know it's like these things like habits, you are some total of your habits. Right. And, um, we like we overestimate what can or we underestimate what can happen in a month a week a year uh like these things compound really quickly uh so when it i think it was either um who is it james clear from atomic habits i think he says especially when you're trying to form a new habit it's like it's hard. Like it's really hard and it's okay. Like it's not okay, but like don't crush yourself for one tiny slip up. Just make sure that it's not two because really quickly things get out of control. Um, but where I am, it's, um, it's like this, what if thing, like, what if, like, what if I don't do that? Or, or what if I, what if, what if I try to do this? Like, it's just the, um, the, I should say this better. Like, I know personally what it's like to quit at something or what it's like to not try something or what it's like to be really low and like for me that's never again <laughs> like it's never again it, it just won't happen and when it comes to um trying or or, or like one of the things that I, I i i thought i was really good at but like actually being around you more um has been really helpful is like biasing always towards action right like um when you're 70, 80 years old, you're not going to be upset about the things that you tried and didn't work out. But I imagine 
you'd be pretty upset or have like a lot of regrets of the things that you never tried. So, um, it's just like having like that abundance in that, in that growth mindset. And like, it's not, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Like I identify, um, with, I identify with like certain people or certain styles that are like really direct. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm putting it kindly. Um, it's just like who I am. And I've just, it wasn't always, uh, that, I think that's one of the big things about it, actually. It wasn't an always this way thing, like for me. I know what it's like to not be disciplined. I know what it's like to not have, not have self-confidence. I know what those things, I know what those feelings are like. And I'm, I'm, uh, like I try to, and I don't try, I cast votes every day and like, and I know that the actions I take every day, it's, it's casting a vote for who I'm going to be tomorrow and who I'm going to be in the future. And, um, I don't have like a perfect plan, but I, I, I have, and I am self-aware to know the, the levers to pull on that, um, make me feel good. And, and it's not about making me feel good. Uh, it's a, it's, can I look myself in the mirror and regardless of the outcome, like, like the, the outcome doesn't really matter that much. I mean, I know it's easy to say that because outcomes do, but it's really like, can you be okay with what you did? Like, it's a really simple question. Did you like, are, are you accountable to know that you did what you wanted to do or like are your actions mapping your words is another way to say that right um you want to be um whatever you want to be fit you want to be if someone wants to be a good husband if someone i don't know like there's a million different things are your actions mapping that because it's like when my actions were not mapping my words i felt like a like an empty feeling an unfulfilled feeling and um, I slip up all the time. I just told you a few weeks ago, I had all this self pity for a few days and I, I'm, I'm lucky that I know, like I was able to identify that. It doesn't mean it was easy to not feel that way, but I was like, oh, this is not getting me anywhere. Um, and it's, again, it's from a healthy place. It's not about avoiding those feelings. It's about meeting them head on and processing them in a, in a productive way. Right? Like, does that make sense? It's being whole with yourself, the accountability mirror that our good friend, Mr. David Goggins, with that Goggins talks about. And one of the challenges of having this mindset is that it can rub people the wrong way. Right? And so Goggins is doing Goggins for the sake of Goggins. Right. He's got, he's doing, he's doing him and he's quite comfortable owning that, knowing that he's got this extreme mindset. And one of the challenges is if you don't give yourself wiggle room and you're disciplined and you've always got this hard hitting mindset, if you want to call it that, I got to go for a run. I can't have a cheat meal. I can't like you, you tell yourself this because of casting votes. 
And you know that that casting votes is not something you're trying to project onto others. It's not, hey, you have to do this too. And you're doing it in silence. Let's say that you're doing it in silence in the respect of, hey, I'm going for run. You're not projecting that. You're just, you walk out the door, you physically pass them when they say, where are you going? I'm going for a run. You're not saying, and you should get out there too. You're doing you. But the challenge is that this outlook of being extreme, being extreme in mindset, like it doesn't matter what someone's doing. You could be extreme with collecting micro machines, like those little toy cars. And that's, that might rub someone the wrong way, right? Because it's extreme. But sometimes having this a mindset that leans towards a certain direction, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is, it can rub people the wrong way. And so how do you, how do you think about shutting out that noise and saying, I'm doing me and I'm comfortable doing me? Ah, uh, it is, <laughs> it's so true. And like, I am, I am not, trying to emulate anyone I'm doing what I know that I need to do to be the very best version of myself. And, um, I think what you're talking about is like this growth of mindset, right? It's like, a, it's a true, um, but it is, it, you know, and I, it can and does, and I've experienced it like rubbing people the way, excuse me, rubbing people the wrong way. And, um, what I, and I've experienced this in different ways, right? I've experienced this physical components and I've experienced it, um, professional as well. Like before I came to levels, right? I came to levels in October or November of 2019. Before this, I was really upset or not upset, excuse me. I was very unhappy with the work that I was doing, or I just was not being fulfilled. Um, I think we talked about it in the other podcast, but you know, I spent most of my adult career in finance and banking. Um, and it was just to got to the point where it's like, what am I doing? Uh, it just not aligned with my values. And then, uh, the, I think it was the last day of June in 2019. I no longer was in finance or banking. And it was like this very scary and freeing feeling. Um, and I remember like, I would see people, uh, that I knew former colleagues, um, uh, people, um, that I knew in my network I see them a month or two and like, Oh yeah, you know, we have this job, like we'd love for you to come work for us. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I just, it's really not for me. And they're like, are you sure? Like made me feel like I was crazy. Um, for, I was for a while in my career allowing life to happen f to me. Um, and then at this point, I was trying to make it happen for me. And I was making decisions to not do it. I said, it just, just doesn't feel right. They're like, oh, or like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually feeling really good. <laughs> you know, it's the, and it wasn't like I was laying around watching TV, but it was my mind was clear. I felt good. And um, you know, it was like a four to six month stretch and it was a lot of these conversations and I could see, I've made people really feel uncomfortable by saying, no, thank you. Like I'm actually pretty good right now. And 
how I want to make sure that I say this the right way. I think I knew a lot of people that were unhappy in with with what they were doing in their lives. And to close the loop, how I've kind of um, become okay with with this or or these projections is I I've kind of learned that oftentimes like where judgment or maybe I don't want to say criticism because criticism can be good, but it oftentimes comes from like people are projecting their own maybe insecurities in, in, in their lives or things that they're unhappy about. So not that you should really care about that because you have to be internally, this has to be an internal thing. But if you can, A, if you're, if you're, if you feel good and you know that something is good for you, and as long as it's not like an unhealthy behavior, um, like if it's not, what's the word? Like if it's something like, I think it could walk like a fine line with people when it comes, let's come back to physical fitness. It's like, oh, I need to go work out because I just, I'm not good enough. Um, I think that might be, uh, that could be some cause for concern. But for me, it's, no, you deserve this. You work so hard. This is going to get you from A to B. This is part of your process. So um, being like, that's kind of how I, I've, I've approached these things. And it does make people uncomfortable. And, 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 and that's the thing. You can't project these things on other people. You can't make other people feel that way. If anything, I think if anyone, a lot of people talk to me about like fitness and um, I always try and celebrate everyone whenever they do. Whether you go for a walk, a stretch, or whatever, it's just everyone's different. We're all different. We know that at levels. Our diet should be different. <laughs> and uh, so our philosophy and how we approach these things are different. It's it's not for me to judge uh, you know, what someone else is or isn't doing. It's and that's another thing. Like I don't I shouldn't say never, but I try never to judge anyone because again, in my opinion, a lot of judgments come from projections of insecurities instead i try to like look at a situation and if it's something that i don't think's aligned with my values or my philosophy i try and diagnose that so that you know i don't repeat that behavior um i think i went down on another rabbit hole they're great rabbit holes when you wake up in the morning you if we wake up in the morning and we're trying to prove ourselves to others then we're probably doing it wrong. But when you wake up and you cast a vote every day of who you are, you're not casting a vote to others. You're casting a vote to yourself because that's all that you should be doing is proving yourself to yourself. That's Goggins. Goggins is not putting on a show. Goggins wakes up in the morning and he proves himself to himself. And he happens to show people his journey and people can subscribe to it as far as inspiration goes. Or they can reject it, and that's where that sense of maybe insecurity might come, where people are maybe projecting, Goggins, slow down. Like, Goggins, what are you doing? You think you're so good. And that is the mindset of saying, it doesn't matter what Goggins does, because Goggins is doing him, and I got to do me. Yeah. And um, he's definitely one amazing example. But if you go and look 
at, I won't say successful because you can define success very different ways. I tend to identify more uh, with like physical stuff, but like, um, you know, Elon Musk is a great example. It's like, <laughs> I mean, uh, the resolve and the, and the discipline that that man has to do what he does, it, it's, you know, I wouldn't put anyone like above that. It's, it's absolutely crazy what he's been able to change and achieve and he's just getting started. And, um, another example, like there's so many different ones. And I think when, when it comes to discipline, like that's why I do say, um, the content you consume is who you become. But like another example for me is like, I, I personally really identify now. Um, I didn't when I was younger, but now with, with Kobe Bryant, late great Kobe Bryant and he, there's so many great speeches, but, um, I think it was his retirement speech or, or something. He's like, you know, um, he said something along the lines, I'll paraphrase both of them. Um, you know, those times when you don't want to get up or those times when you don't want to work hard, or, I mean, you can give many examples, right? You could say those times when you don't want to have that difficult conversation, those are the dream. Um, you know, that it's, it's the, it's the journey. It's not the destination. And he goes on to say like the reason that we're here, the reason that he's one of the greatest, it's not because of God given talent. He said, I'm here because of 4am I'm here because of six a days. And to kind of close the loop, I do think that like discipline sometimes has like this negative connotation. It's like, oh, this ultra like physical or maybe people are being disciplined because they have to, or they feel they have to. But in reality, at least to me, um, discipline is simply about making a commitment, a commitment to yourself to be that best version of yourself. And through discipline, at least I've found or develop self-respect and through self-respect, you, you build confidence. So we got to close the loop on this whole thing. What did it end up being if it wasn't your appendix? Don't tell me that it was crabs and gravy, brown gravy or whatever. <laughs> was what was it that was the stomach? Like what what the ended answer, up happening? The answer is there is no answer. <laughs> That's the best part. There is no answer. I could give you what I suspect, but I still don't have an answer. Is um I want to say this in the right way, especially given the conversation we just had. <laughs> um, I think I just kind of got lost in the system, man. I don't really think people were listening to me. I think we have really good, like sick or acute care. And I probably should have known better. Like, you know, I should have listened to myself, maybe not have gone or whatever, but I think it just need something needed to happen and that's kind of where we land it so the answer is there is no answer it's a mystery so when in doubt say it might have been a batch of crabs and gravy <laughs> i'm here for that <laughs> Did you, you didn't do the four by, did you? 
That's a funny story, my friend. So I didn't do it last weekend because of the whole surgery thing. And then I had like this stupid injury thing. And I was like, you know what? I think I sent a text to you and to Josh. And I said, oh man, like, you know, I have this pod with, with Ben and, and, and part of it's going to be about discipline. And I'm like, you know, I just want to go out there and just break myself down and just tell my, and show myself that I can do it. But like, I was thinking about uh, like, when we talk about discipline, it means so many different things. And oftentimes what it means is like delaying instant gratification or like delaying the thing that you want right now for the thing that you actually want long-term. So let's put that on ice. But by the time this uh, gets distributed, I will have done the four by four by 48, which is mostly going to happen this weekend.